This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, LS Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com go again our new season is here two months and 11 days since the sadness of Port Vale and now we uh, look forward to a new season in League Two so a little bit of a preview episode here with some predictions just for a bit of fun a bit later on joining me for the fun and games firstly it's joe hello joe hello rich how are we doing yeah i'm a bit poorly but it's a preview show so i can't really dwell on that no yeah it's it's slightly coming across but i th- i think that the um the bon homie of the pod will warm you sufficiently to wellness i hope so i'm a trooper i know also joining the pod for this one is dave hello dave hello rich hello joe hello uh, everybody oh hello everybody indeed and thank you for listening so let's go with an order today of talking generally about what we've witnessed over the summer in terms of changes and and squad uh, rebuild and then we'll move over to the predictions which essentially i'm using parts of the end of season awards and seeing how close we'll be by the end of it but it's been another fun old summer really hasn't it it started 
with the end of the Ben Garner era. And after that, we had, well, I think about eight senior players exit, five lone players on top of that. So it's been an unexpected radical turnaround in terms of the squad, Joe. Is this is this a concern? Is this just League Two level, you know, the revolving door of squads? How do you feel about the fact that it's a new coaching team, although we know the manager, and a very new-looking squad? How do you feel going into the new season? Uh, I think given the, you know, the six weeks or so that we've had, you know, since that awful way that the season ended, I'd don't know about yourself and Dave, but I've kind of adjusted my expectations accordingly that, you know, this is like you say, once again, it's a big clear out and you're hitting the reset button again. However, perhaps maybe this time and after the business we've done over the transfer window, it's in perhaps maybe more of a secure foundation than what we had last year. We had, you know, the, all the turmoils and travails of the ownership that we don't want to, dig in or go into here. It's gone on to many pods there. Late starts of the season, ragtag of mercenaries and uh, heroes and trialists and loanies coming in. But we assembled a decent squad that in the end just fell short of you know, getting us on a trip to Wembley, which was uh, a superlative effort from that. But we were operating under embargo rules and we weren't necessarily going to have the same, uh, the same pull power. Losing Garner as well. That obviously maybe tipped the hat that some some might follow him. He seems to, you know, very rely on his loyalty. We know because we got Egbo and Williams through the door at various points last year that uh, working with him before means something to these people. But now that we're in a position that, you know, we're out of embargo, we've got a reasonably steady footing through uh, getting some nice sell-on money through the Scott Twine transfer. And we've slightly shifted um, a model to try and emulate the likes of, or we've cited before, the likes of Brentford or Peterborough of doing the, you know, buy young, develop, sell, and move forward. I'm thinking that we might have more of a foundation for this year uh, that can continue. And maybe that would be more more reasonable going forward. So we've, we've seen... Uh, across League Two, of you know, various managers getting poached um, after promotion. That's what's happened at Forest Green. So we, I'm, th- I'm feeling, I'm feeling more optimistic now. Dave, we've lost the familiarity of players like Rob Hunt, Dion Conroy, uh, Jojo Wallacott, Akinola Mayo, Jack Payne, of course, and Manny Egbo, who I'm sure would have gone on to be a firm favourite at Swindon had he stuck around and we've replaced them with largely unknowns or inexperienced players how, how are you feeling going into this do you, are you for want of a better phrase trusting the process on this that's 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 the big thing isn't it there has to be an element of trust because those players that you listed that we've that, have, that left us in the summer there's i looked at before there's there's nearly 700 professional appearances in those names and there's less than 300 in all the signings we've made so far. So, I mean, eleven. there's 11 signings have come in. And I think only really McDonald, Shade and Harris have any real prolonged experience at 
at football league level. There's there's non-league experience there and there's Scottish lower league experience. So I'm not saying that we're signing people from the parks, but um, you, there's a big leap of faith in assuming that these guys will be able to make the step up. And I mean, just law of averages tells you that some of them won't. But this is the this is the this is the way we go, and you do like you like you say to 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 wheel out the cliche. We do have to trust the process, and we do have to trust um, the the recruitment staff at the club and their reputations on the line. Ultimately, if they they there's a lot um, uh, chest beating almost of of the we're going to do things a, a different way, and we're going to do things this way, and we're going to use the data to find hidden undervalued talent and that's fine that's that's absolutely fine as an approach but it needs to work and success ultimately after last season is getting promoted we're we shouldn't be the don't want to like not not be too big for my boots but historically we don't play at league two too often um and we shouldn't have aspirations to continue being a league two side the the signings that we've brought in should be good enough and any signings that we bring in between now and September the 1st need to be good enough to get us to promotion. And based on track record, there's a lot of faith that needs to go in from the fan base and assuming that they will be because there isn't that, there isn't that um, resume of a lot of these players doing that so far. And that's not to say they won't. It's not to say they won't be able to. But yeah, there's definitely a leap of faith required almost at this stage. Joe, how important is it for the players who were here last season that remain at the club to either step up or continue the form that they were in. So, I mean, personally, I would be expecting more from Johnny Williams this year. Johnny Williams had a fine season last year, but this is a real opportunity for him to be the player that I guess we all expected him. And that sounds like a negative and it really isn't, but I think I want a little bit more from him. And then can Lou Reed? be the same player, you know, as he was last season. I think he probably can be. And then you've got players like Ben Gladwin who will want to make more of an impact. And Harry McCurdy has gone from like a wild card to an absolutely essential player. And there's a few players I've I've not mentioned in that too. Do we need the, the Swindon Town players that were here before the summer to really be the linchpin in this squad? Uh, yeah, I think I'd agree with that because you know this is this is the opportunity now with their you know their level of seniority and their establishment that we know that from past experience we could say that Reed and McCurdy yeah had exceptional seasons last year. Uh, Gladwin had a decent season but slightly blighted by injury, and some would say that they felt like Williams didn't quite fulfil his potential. I don't know if I would agree with that because. Yeah, as a as a huge Johnny Williams and Wales fan, uh, the fact that he managed to get through a season and get as many games under his belt is a great achievement in and of itself. Both looking uh, a lot more sort of physically developed this close season, so both coming back into that fold, Williams and Gladwin. So I'm hoping that we're not just going to lean into that you know kind of job share that they were doing last year of you know 60 minutes from one and sub off to the other we're not having as much of um saturday to tuesday the way the fixtures are sort of spread out this year either so uh definitely looking for you know those linchpins in there gladwin 
might even come on to later, has been given vice-captaincy as well, so he's going to have a big part uh, to play in all of that. Pressure is uh, on McCurdy. If he can focus and not be, you know, sort of diverted by any distractions of, you know, having a proper wallop funny time with any Luton fans on Instagram or anything like that, or even thinking about, we'd spoken before about how important Jack Payne and that that kinship was that they had last year in terms of, uh, yeah, they see, they seem to enjoy, um, yeah, a good friendship and a good influential, uh, person to have on McCurdy, uh, is now gone and need to be looking to other people to, you know, sort of throw an arm around and, you know, keep him, keep him focused. Let's, let's get more goals this year. Dave, your thoughts. Yeah, just to echo echo what um, Joe said. Really, is they're the they're the they're the senior squad now. They're they're the ones who have been there, done that in the likes of Williams and Gladwin playing at higher levels. Reed getting us through the promotion push. Baldry and all his experience. They're the ones when you look at signing um, players with limited first team experience or signing players from um, Premier League youth teams. They're gonna need to lean on the likes of that knowledge and know-how and just that little bit of niggly toughness that you're going to need in the away games that come in the depths of winter that kind of do end up defining your season to a lesser extent. So I think we will, they they all need to to stand up um, throughout the season. In terms of the squad itself then, so position-wise, goalkeepers, they're fine. Right, we don't know much about Sol Brin. Um, we know enough about Lewis Ward. Defense is almost all all new. It will be um, midfield pretty much done. I think they want one more, but it's looking good. And we we certainly need another centre forward in there. It, would Would you echo that sentiment? Yeah, no, absolutely. The it's the centre forward that's the big hole. I think the um. I know Tommy Adeloy scored a few goals um, up in Scotland last season, but his his kind of nomadic career before then doesn't point to him being an out-and-out regular goal scorer. And similarly, to a lesser extent, there's a, there's a I guess, a risk, a fear in the back of my mind that McCurdy's season last season was the first time in his career he's done that. So can he, can he continue to maintain that kind of performance year on year? And we've lost a lot of the goals from last year. We've lost nearly half half of our league goals from last year. The players who scored them aren't at the club anymore, so they need to be replaced. And um I mean, you think of the other the other forward thinking players we brought in, Massey and uh Wakelin. Are they are we gonna rely on them too much throughout the season? You would have thought not. So kind of hoping that we do get that headline name that comes in. Um between now and the end of September to kind of lead the line, or maybe even to support Adloy. I might be, I might be being a bit harsh on on Tommy, but it's definitely the the goals that are lacking. Offsetting the defense, the defense does look improved from last year. I think with the with um, McDonald coming in, he seems like he's a a big vocal leading presence, and Brennan comes in highly rated. So hopefully the defense might be a bit firmer than last year, but. We still need to score him in at the other end, don't we? Indeed, Joe. No, just to echo, I think that's what was really missing last year was that sort of vocal uh, performance from centre-backs or in various combinations that 
you know, young loanees were sort of left to left to hang almost by you know the the central centre back uh, not commanding his lines sufficiently enough, and that seemed to vary depending on who it was. So it's it's good to have a noisy presence at the back. Um, from what I've seen of you know Wakeling, he could partner up very well with McCurdy. I think what I said after the Woking game, it's hard to tell because you're in a pre-season game, you might be more inclined to be a bit more selfish-minded. So without that sort of marquee centre-forward, I'd be conscious that if if you had uh, like Wakeling and McCurdy up front, which is you know maybe what I would pick to go into first game, that they could quite easily, because they're both quite sort of slight and short, that they could just be sort of crowded out by sort of bolshy big uh, League 2 defenders. Dave, I think our midfield is still one of the best in the division. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. Um, ben Gladwin and Johnny Williams would walk into any other side of the division, wouldn't they? Um, I'd, well, not forgetting the uh, the walking man of the match award himself, Louis Reed. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of talent there. Um, I guess there's a you, you, the the weakness that got pointed out a lot last season was the lack of, uh, I mean, for want of a better phrase, a more defensively minded enforcer. Um, I know, I know, Clayton, um, kind of, he's been marketed as a centre back come defensive centre mid, so maybe he'll maybe fill in a bit more and mop up in front of the defence a bit more often throughout the season. Um, but I think that kind of the on-ball capabilities of Reed Williams, Darcy sounds like, a, an, again, another technically adept player. So I'm sure we're going to continue um, playing pretty little passes around. Um, and I guess um, I should have said as well, um, I'm quite excited by um, Saidu Khan. Um, um Watching like the clips of him from from Chesterfield and reading Chesterfield fans' reviews of of him, I think it, he sounds a, a little bit like um, the kind of presence we've not seen in the midfield since Ben Gladwin's first spell. Like a big, rangy, athletic presence with a decent eye for goal, and it gives us a different kind of dimension, which I think could be very important as as the season goes on. Yeah, in the last episode, uh, it was quite rightly highlighted by a listener that we didn't really discuss or we didn't at all discuss Saidu Khan's influence in the game um, for the last friendly against Cardiff where he came on and he certainly shored things up so it's that was that was good to see Uh, we might as well just go with the new player most excited by Joe now because Dave has, has said Saidu Khan I've gone with Tyree Shade I like the look of him um who are you going for I went for Shade as well. I thought that he, yeah, just that he seems to already have a natural understanding of, you know, where everybody is and just reading passes before people can find their spot. Just that that instinction. I mean, he'll be familiar to um, McCurdy and Wakeling before they both, you know, had those Leicester under twenty threes games together when Harry McCurdy had his brief spell there, um, but just seemed to fit in straight away. I think I've got him down to have um, most assists as well when we get onto that later. Oh, come on, Joe. Oh, you let me have one. I wanted two. <laughs> God, dearie me. Just, you know, 
Well, we'll get to that a bit later on. Okay, but well, before we get into the predictions, what, what other area I want to discuss, really, and that's the manager, well, sorry, the head coach, um, Scott Lindsay. It's a huge, huge opportunity for him. There's also a lot of pressure in this, I think. Uh, he seems like a thoroughly nice chap in all the interviews that he's done so far. And I've got to be honest, I am absolutely desperate for him to succeed. Do we believe that he will, though? So, Dave. It's hard to say. It just seems like such a such a chance for him to really. I don't really know how to put it, but I mean, he's a rookie. There's no other way of saying that in terms of EFL management. He's he's an absolute beginner after a long career in coaching. I just I just hope the fan base give him the chance. I'm I'm me. Um, it's. I can't remember having a manager or whatever you want to call it in charge who I've wanted to do well as much as I do for Scott Lindsay because he his when he comes the way he comes across in interviews his enthusiasm he he just he, he he feels like he gets it and maybe it's amplified a bit more when you're contrasting it to Ghana who took a completely different approach in the media but. I don't know. He's he says all the right things, and he comes across so well. And he, yes, I, I know it's a bit reductionist, but he just, I, just the chest beating and stuff. It, it it's the tribal pantomime bit that you kind of want to see a little bit, doesn't it? And he, if he can translate all of that into being an adept first team coach slash head coach slash footballing guru, mensch, whatever you want to call him, then. He, I just want it to happen. I just want it to happen, Rich, because he seems so nice and I will be heartbroken if people boo him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe, I can't, I can't help but think the unexpected, I'm not going to say success because we didn't go up, but the season didn't go the way that many feared it would a year ago. But at the same time, I wonder if that might have a detrimental impact on Scott Lindsay's tenure because we never really had a bad spell last season. Sure, we lost a couple of games in a row, but despite a, a bit of knee-jerk reactions, there was never a crisis last season. And that will no doubt end at some point because it simply has to. And my worry is that we won't give Scott Lindsay the same amount of tolerance and opportunity to get it right than maybe we would have been willing last season had there been a crisis, which there wasn't, luckily. Um, I, I don't want this to sound like doom-mongering, but I, I, do, I do genuinely feel that the fans need to, to give him a go. I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's an unreasonable fear to have because if you think back to last season and you know how how well it went and how we might look back with it rose tinted glasses, what what month do you think it was that people would sing that we were Ben Garner's bread and white army? March, April time, people were very much still putting Garner out every other Saturday when things didn't go. Um, our way, but yeah, Garner was quite a private person. Um, before that, of course, we had the uh, you know, the 
debacle with John Sheridan. And just to contrast, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, going on a John Sheridan diatribe or, you know, digging him out, you know, but he, you know, he had, um, you know, a personal tragedy while he was uh, manager of ours and people, you know, rightfully, you know, wanted to reach out, offered condolences and got very little acknowledgement or anything back. Um, Scott Nizzi has been very personable and very upfront about, you know, his own um, adversities and personal tragedies and has probably covered more, um, more in giving himself to various media outlets and uh, fringe contributions than I think Garner managed all year in like a year of press conferences just in close season. So I think that, you know, he already has the goodwill from, you know, being with the fans, we know that he's been you know, in the youth development set up here. He obviously cares a lot about the club. Um, just really desperate for it to happen. I think that frustration earlier in the season, I don't think that that was really directed at him personally. I think it was just the, you know, the toing and the froing and hearing about various names and, you know, things falling through and then the offer seemingly coming out according to, you know, the official narrative that that came out of the blue after, you know, Garner's ink had dried on his Charlton contract. So now that all that toing and froing stuff is out of the way, I think he does have, like, the goodwill of the fans and people want it to to work out and be a personal success for him. It's amazing that Garner did get his fair share of Garner out. And I can only think of two spells where we didn't win for three games in a row. And even then we drew at least one of them. <laughs> it's just, it's a, uh, in terms of losing, I know we had the row of like one ones, but it was, it was a very relatively stress-free season, wasn't it last year? Um, given everything, which is, which is funny. But can, can, I anyway, say, can I say in Garner's defense, so if people want to say that he didn't, he didn't interact with fans and reach out, I think you'll find he did play paddle ball in Wooden Bassett. So there we go. I mean, that's all we want, isn't it? That's all we want. Okay, then. So let's let's move to the predictions then. So let's let's kill some careers, shall we? We didn't do this last season because we just didn't have a clue what was going to play out, which is funny because that's what we think most seasons, but we give it a go anyway. It just didn't feel right last year to uh, to do the predictions, but this year it returns. Um, new categories, trying to keep it as positive as possible. Um, a few EFL League 2 related ones to start with Dave, um, and that's who are the four teams that are going to go up in the 2022-23 season. So you don't have to worry about champions, first, second, third, or the playoffs. I just want to know the four teams. I'll start by saying that I've gone for Tramier, Northampton, Stockport, and Bradford. This is based on very, very little, other than I've looked through a, a few experts' lists, and I just couldn't give it to Mansfield. So I took them out and put Bradford in. Um, who have you gone for? Um, so mine's based on even less, I think, but I've gone, I think Bradford will get there because they've just got to get it right at some point, given how much they seem to throw it every season. I think Stockport will carry on riding the wave and get back-to-back promotions. I've picked Gillingham because there there always seems to be like a yo-yo side that go back up again and I've picked Gillingham out of the four. And I've picked um, Swindon Town Football Club because... Ooh. 
if I don't believe that, then what's the point? <laughs> like, well, hang on, that's not fair because I've quite clearly just said I don't think Swindon are going to go up, and now you've said, well, what's the point in otherwise thinking that? That's not to say I don't hope that Swindon I'm just willing go, it, go willing up. it into existence. If I just believe, yeah, okay. Okay, well, I won't take it too personally. <laughs> Joe, who have you got? Uh, I always, you know, everything that you fear usually ends up coming true. So I've got Mansfield, I've got Northampton, I've got Bradford, and I've got Stockport. Sorry. Yeah, you won't go tram yet. Stockport feels like a lazy one. And, you know, we've all gone for it, but... Um, yeah, they are throwing money around, aren't they? Uh, you wouldn't get much but... of the bookies for it either. They all seem very keen on the idea that it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, well, they've had they had a terrible time. They were in the National League North for a few years, weren't they? So, yeah. they're spending some crazy money, though, aren't they? Stockport from Whitebread. Yeah, and it seemed to creep because while we're all paying attention to you know the old Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhenney Wrexham project, then suddenly we hear Stockport like flying by private jet to games or some sort of crazy <laughs> nonsense like that and then they they took the title like kind of we all all us uh non-league casuals just kind of took our eye off the ball there i think yeah maybe um non-league casual sounds violent is that is that what you do in your spare time joe mansfield massive mansfield massive no, no not maidenhead not massive <laughs> there you go. edit that in and it will look good Nah, absolutely won't. Okay, the the, um, the 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 negative one then, I guess. Next is who are going down? I have no idea. So I just went with Barrow and Sutton, and I looked at Barrow's uh, squad, and I don't think it's that bad. So um, I think I've already got that one wrong. So I congratulate both of them on their promotion next year in advance. <laughs> but um, Barrow and Sutton, Dave, what, who have you gone for? Uh, Colchester seemed to have been circling the drain for a few years. Yeah. And from what I could gather, I have an average squad age of about 46. So I'm picking them and Harrogate based on okay. small side falling away. Okay, that, that's that's fair enough. Colchester, a lot of people's favourites to go down, but I just think that experience is quite enviable. But yeah, they, they struggled last year. Joe, who you got? I've got Colchester as well, but I had Harrogate just above. I think Rochdale are going to fall in the trap. Ooh. On the basis of absolutely nothing, I hope. Just a just a hunch. Just a hunch. Uh, we'll, we'll take it. Okay. So this this leads to the next one, the Swindon centric position. Where do you think Swindon will finish after 46 games? I've gone for 10th, which is purely on the basis that I simply don't know how well these new players will do. I'm, I want them to do well. I always hope that we'll go up. I wouldn't be at all shocked if we end up in the promotion places or playoffs. But at the moment, I'm just not vibing it. Uh, I'm wrong about these things almost all the time. But 10th is what I've gone for. Dave's gone higher, though. Um, yeah, I'll be realistic and I'll say third. I'm not I'm not got my head completely in the clouds. Scraping in, scraping in on the last day against. I'll scrape it on third. Whoever it is we've got, I can't remember. Crawley, it's the yeah, uh, Dion Conroy own goal in the ninety fifth minute. Take it, not that spiteful, but I'll take it. I'll take any goal. Joe, who you gone for? Well, what have you gone for? I've gone just one above you. I've gone for ninth. I've gone for sort of falling short. I'm expecting us to be, you know, up there and in around it, and maybe just fall away at the last minute. 
look, simply put, if we rattle them off, you've got Crew, Gillingham, Newport, Crawley, Orient, Walsall, Wimbledon, Tranmere, Doncaster, Salford, Bradford, Northampton, Stockport, Mansfield. They can't all go up. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> but you'd you expect you'd expect mo- many of those to sort of be competing or looking to looking to get a playoff place at least, based on reputation, form, size. Can't all do it. But if we if we had that, if we had a, a ninth or a tenth, I don't know about you, Rich. I don't think that's a negativity. I do hope that I do hope it does go the way that that Dave is predicting. But I feel like if we if we're falling short at the last minute, that might keep you know the the hope alive that project is uh, you know on task, on to deliver. If such a thing happened and our predictions were correct, then I'd have to say third season in only automatic would would do. Oh, I don't know how the fans would react to a mid-table season. Um, I want us to go the way of Dave promotion and obviously that will turn the squad into heroes Lindsay a legend but I I don't know how the the fans will react if we have because to to finish 10th or lower you're dropping points against some teams that that you really don't want to be dropping points against and I I don't know how it will go I feel a bit nervous about the season in that respect, Dave. I think if we finish 10th, then we're going to need to offer more than a trans-Pacific date with Clem Morphini to reach 5,000 season tickets next season. 6,000, isn't it? Was it 6,000? Well, even <laughs> I think even I think even a, a date in Sydney will, won't cover 5,000. I think I think respond. That speaks to like a wider issue, doesn't it? Not to not to delve too deep into it, but yeah, I would like to say I don't want us to just go up. I want us to stay up. And the one thing the close season has highlighted, especially with all this, you know, erratic changeover on and off the field, is that, you know we're still not structurally stable. It's getting better, but we still have things that we need to iron out uh, as a as a club and as a as a business. So okay, well let's let's focus on. The Cups now. I'm not going to get you to predict who's going to win them, but I can certainly ask you where you think Swindon will go. Uh, Papa John's trophy progress. I'll say the same thing every season. Group stage, please, and that will be a success. Dave? I've gone first knockout round. Um, I think we'll get through the group stage, but then all the fringe players will end up at Chippenham by the time knockout rounds come around. And so we'll we'll, we'll bow out gracefully then. (laughs) Joe, what do you go for? I've gone the same. I'm hoping to hoping to watch these with you next year. But um, yeah, I've gone for the same with the with the idea that you know we're hoping that we did last year that we had like a you know fringe core making up that um, pizza trophy team get to that first knockout stages and a team like like Colchester last year, a team like Warsaw will be silly and play a load of first teamers and knock us out because they they fancy winning it for some reason. I'm just, you know, I guess having two League One teams in our in our group may work in our favour, unfortunately, because they will be even less concerned with it than maybe we are. I don't know how our teams treat it, but we'll see how it goes. Um, EFL Cup then, the League Cup. Oh, we got Walsall in the first round, and I know we absolutely slapped them uh, last season, but I've gone for a first round exit. Oh God, I'm the worst, Dave. What'd you go for? 
No, same. It seems like, because we've got that stupid stat, haven't we, where we're one of the best teams on the first day of the season, but I can't remember the last time we progressed beyond the first round of the League Cup, unless you're about to tell me it was two years ago. And so, probably about two years ago, yeah. (laughs) So I'm I'm, I'm going for it. It just feels right. A a, a loss to Walsall. Yeah, Joe, do you agree? No, I'm going second round. I'm feeling optimistic. It's Walsall. Come on. How many times can we beat them in a calendar year? Lads, it's Walsall, (laughs) says says Joe. (laughs) What about the FA Cup then? So in terms of the FA Cup, what have I gone for? I've gone for second round here, which is, you know, considering how I've gone optimistic. Dave, what have you gone for? Uh, I went first round again. (laughs) (laughs) No no Man City glitz and glamour this year. Focusing on the league this year, I think. Joe? I've gone third round, but in brackets, I've put dull team. It's going to be like Ipswich or someone like that. Everyone's going to get excited that we'll get a big big Prem team again. It'll be middling League One sleeping giant. Okay, so third round from Joe. Lovely. Okay, then. So now we move to the individuals in terms of stats. Uh, we'll start with goalkeepers. Um, clean sheets total. So I, I'm looking just for the number of clean sheets you think we'll, we'll go for. And if you want to name how many uh, the, each goalkeeper will get, I've gone for 10 with the majority of those coming from Lewis Ward. Dave, what'd you go for? Uh, I, went, I went 15. So we kept 13 last year and I think we look a bit more resolute at the back. So I'm going, I think we'll improve, but I think most of them will be um, from Mr. Bryn rather than Mr. Ward. So, Dave, you, th- you think Bryn is going to be numero one? This is this is unkind to two men, but Lewis Ward just gives me big Phil Smith energy. He'll come in and he'll do a job for a short spell, but I, I just, I don't know. I feel like he's going to let us down at some point, which is very mean, I know, and very unfounded yeah. in anything. But, yeah, because he, he hasn't really done that yet at all in, in those uh, short stints that he had, other than... He's looked not done. He's not been. He's not been responsible. He's, for... he's had. I'd say. I'd, I'd say he's had some shaky moments. He's had some. Sure. He's done. He's done great. well. He's he's done well in parts. He's made some very silly mistakes in others. And I think, just just based on Bryn's career career trajectory, it doesn't feel like this is Middlesbrough just farming him out to get him out of their hair. This feels like a structured go go to a club and then go to a club in a higher division next year. So I'm sure they've sent him here with the expectation to get minutes. So I'm assuming at some point or another he'll um he'll he'll grab the number, whatever number it is, shirt. <laughs> um, so I went with ten purely on the basis that if I think we're gonna finish upper mid table, then we're gonna be conceding goals. Joe, what did you go for? Uh, I've got fourteen no I've got I've got thirteen even. Uh, nine from Bryn and uh, four Ward. Yeah, I think that Ward is probably going to be wishing that he um, he put an alarm on Manny Idem's phone so he didn't miss that meeting. Oh dear, poor old Manny Idem. Next up is player with most assists. I've gone for Ronan Darcy. I don't even know if that's that's going to be his role, but I see a lot going um, through him when he plays. So I've gone for Ronan Darcy. Dave, who do you go for? I went, I think, on a similar tr- school of thought to Joe earlier. Um, I went for Romeo Hutton um, on the logic wing back. We're going to be playing with wingers. And also, I think it's a very underrated factor. 
that hasn't been brought up enough, but he apparently has a very long throw. And I don't think we've ever had a player with a very long throw. And I'm excited, especially with the wind tunnel, for just the madness which might ensue. It's a it's an underrated thing to get excited about this season, I feel. Do we, do we have a player capable of, of pouncing on, on long throws? Uh, it feels like every signing we've made, apart from Darcy, is six foot three. So I'd hope so. Yeah, Angus McDonald with the knockdown for uh, McCurdy to sweep in. I don't mind exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. This is this is where this is a uh, plan A. Stoke two thousand nine. Okay. Hey, you know it's been done. It will be done again. Joe, who'd you go for? I think I said before. I've gone for I've gone for Shade for most assists on the other side. Very good. Okay, next up, top goal scorer. As it stands, I can't see anyone. Beyond Harry McCurdy, it's it's a huge season for McCurdy. If if last season was huge for him personally to maintain his his professional career, then this season is huge for him personally to ensure that he takes the next step in his career. Because without a doubt, I mean, all all the joking of Luton Town moves aside, if if Luton Town came in for him, he'd he'd leave us very very quickly, and rightly so. Their championship. So I think he's got to really show that it's not a one-season wonder and it, it has to be McCurdy. I, I wouldn't commit to how many goals I think he'll score, but I think it'd be top scorer. Dave, who'd you go for? Um, I can, if yeah, if it, if it was, I've gone for, we haven't signed him yet, but if, yeah, I can I can easily go for McCurdy as well. I one, one or the other. Oh, un, un, unnamed hitman is is who you'll go for. We've done that in previous years, and I've done it for a future um, nominee. So, yep, unnamed hitman. Joe, who have you gone for? Just for a curveball and to play things slightly different, I've gone for Wakeling. Saw what he did on, on Saturday against Cardiff. Could be a surprise package. Ah, that's a wild card for me. Yeah, but everyone else is going to say McCurdy, so I might as well go for something different. Well, everyone, only me. Unnamed Hitman. Oh, an unnamed Hitman, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, we'll we'll keep things in asterisks and brackets now for best loanee. I've gone for unknown elite academy teenager, uh, hopefully in the sort of similar Louis Barry sort of uh, uh, impacts, Dave? Solbrin. Yep, you've just gone for who's... In the building right now. Yeah, but I think he. I. 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 I just get good vibes from him. I've. I've never seen him play, but he just looks the part, which is the level of analysis that you've come to expect on this podcast. But he looks like a good, imposing shot stopper. He will ride with vibes all day long. Although some would have seen the um, the Harry's to Bryn error against Cardiff and and quite happily sent him back to Middlesbrough. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. Joe, what do you go for? I suppose it's certainly right that I've gone for Brennan. He seems like the forgotten man is only our other, our other low knee. He, he set, stepped up to play uh, for Wednesday last year and they they rate him. So there's no reason why you know he couldn't have the sort of impact that the likes of Cooper or Tomlinson had last year. All bases covered there. So Brennan, Bryn and unknown elite academy teenager. Doesn't have to be top flight. Who do we think is going to have a breakout season then? I've gone for Tom Clayton here. He's not played a professional game as of yet, um, other than I think maybe Papa John's pizza games. So I've gone for him. I think he's going to be when he's going to be very, very useful. 
uh, which means he's going to go the way of Ryan East. But I'm going to stick by it for now. Dave, who have you gone for? I went I went for the same. Is that allowed? Yes. I, okay. Yeah, of course it is. Good, 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 good. Yeah. He's, yeah. Liverpool under 23 captain, Scottish youth international. He must have something about him. And I think he'll, he'll prove quite versatile throughout the season. So excited for him. Here's hoping. And Joe, clean sweep. Uh, not Queen Soup for me. I'm hoping that it'll be an opportunity for us to see some even more of a certain Mr. Ricky Aguiar. Yeah, I'm still convinced he'll go out on loan with that three-year contract, but I, I, that's on the basis of very little. But it would be great if he had a Ellis Iandolo-esque season like last year. Lovely. Okay, next one. Unsung hero. I've gone for Romeo Hutton. I think he's going to go about his business quietly, effectively. Seven out of tens most weeks. And I'll appreciate every single one of them. Dave, who have you gone for? So kind of alluding to what you were talking about about the Cardiff preseason game, but I and again this is this is a this is a selection more out of wishful thinking than genuine analysis. But I'm gonna go with Kyan Harris. I think he's probably not gonna start the season, but if we're gonna go with three at the back and there's gonna be injuries that mount up, he's gonna to have to come in at times. And I think I'm I'm willing him to come in and prove the doubt is wrong and do a solid job and turn the boo boys booze inwards away from him. That's that's I think Turn the boo boys into the boys. Yes. <laughs> Just the boys. <laughs> the cheer boys. <laughs> the cheer boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we're the worst. Okay. Um Joe. What'd you go for? I've gone for a bit of a job share, and it's our job share balls of um, Williams and Gladwin. Just feel like okay. they don't get don't get enough love, and I'd like to see them get that this season. I think Williams gets plenty of love. He certainly does in this household, but everyone's telling me what a, what a disappointment he was last year, so I won't stand for I it. did not say that earlier. I said we probably expected more from him, which I don't think is unfair. This sounds like my parents on parents evening uh, talk here, but will <laughs> be for another time. <laughs> you are in your late thirties and still at school, Joe. So you know, got to get it right one year. <laughs> Most improved. Um, you know, that doesn't mean that they were poor before. I've gone for Ricky Agua. I think um, for similar reasons. Why Joe went with breakout season? Really, if he does stick around and keep playing. Um, then I think it will go a long way. Started brilliantly when he was recalled from Chippenham and then faded out. I want to see that similar impact without the fading out. That's why I've gone for Ricky Aguilar. Dave, who you gone for? Um, I'm going to go with Jake Jacob Wakeling, um, or as a nickname that we might want to workshop a bit more, Jakey Wakey. Um, I think. God, <laughs> Ed's gone. His Ed's gone. God, you can tell you're a father of a young child, Jakey Wakey. <laughs> I think I think there's a chant there. There's a chant there, there's a chant there somewhere. Um, no, yeah, I think there's not. <laughs> oh, I think. Yeah. Jakey Wakey, baby. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Get that boom in. The cheer boys in the town end. You've got your episode title now, at least. (laughs) Jakey Wakey. We've never kicked anyone off the pod. Um, It could be the time. Let's move on. Joe, who did you go for? Uh, I'm hoping 
that uh, Harrison Minton might be able to get the show a bit more of what he's up. Again, probably somebody that you expect might might spend the first half uh, of the season out on loan. But yeah, he looked he looked very assured when I saw him at Woking. Um, expecting to be a linchpin of that pizza trophy team, and yeah, I think he can give enough of a good account of himself that you know might be able to. Give him another deal. Who knows? That's Harry Minty to you. <laughs> Harry Minty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay, the next one in the end season awards, uh, which we'll bring in our predictions, is fans' favourite. So, somebody who can do no wrong, really, that we've had many over the years. Um, Anthony Grant was a was a great example of a fan favourite. Never really man of the match, but people would always nominate him weekly. I think Saidu Khan's going to be our guy. I think he's the one that's going to capture the imaginations of the fan base this year for his... I think we we missed the sort of player that Khan is last season. I think he's going to get stuck in, which, you know, people bloody love, don't they? They love a, they love a semi-aggressive or aggressive tackle. I think he's going to uh, bring a lot more than that on top of it. So Saidu Khan gets my fan favourite. Dave? You've gone for, yeah. I think that's a good shout. I've gone for um, any of the wing backs. I think because um, they're gonna they're gonna be the ones that bring the flair into the side. So either again, either be Shade or um, Hutton. I assume in Divine is uh, the backup to those lot. But yeah, I'd, I'd go with any of those. They're the flair, and that's what that's what people like at the end of the day, isn't it? Someone will run at players and get get you off your seat. So pick one of that. Any of those. Any of those lot. That will go with both. That's fine. Joe? Uh, I've gone for Tom Gladen here because, you know, it's from Liverpool, bit of a superstar, looks like a nice boy. And I can see a lot of uh, lot of pre-match pickies outside the uh, Arkles on Twitter already. In my mind's eye, I think maybe people, people take to him affectionately. Oh, I think I've got that one in the bag. When we talk about this in May, I think this is the one where I, I feel most confident with with Saidu Khan. I will be right. Um, sorry, Saidu Khan, um, for everything that will follow. The The next one is the Lou Reed Man of the Match winner. So this isn't necessarily the player of the season or the best player. It's the one that gets the most nods. We call it the Lou Reed Man of the Match winner because Lou Reed is always the best player, but never got Man of the Match. Or well, he did, actually. But there were times where he was clearly the best player, but they went fans went for other people because we all know Lou Reed was so good. I've gone for Angus McDonald here. I think um, he will be the difference between a point, three points from time to time of his experience. and. Um, that's how I see it playing out. Dave, who'd you go for? I'm going to go, I went with um, Ellis Iandolo. Because I think from, he was up there last year, wasn't he, in Man of the Match terms. And it's always midfielders people like, because I don't know, if, it, if a striker doesn't do anything but score, if, a, if the defence let in a goal, but a defender plays brilliantly and gets counted against them. I'm overthinking it a bit. But yeah, I'm going to stick my neck on the line and go with um, go with Ellis. Yeah, Alice Iandolo got nine uh, Man of the Matches, five from the listeners, four from the pod. Only three away from Jack Payne, who won it with 12. Joe, who'd you go for? I went for Iandolo as well. Um, I oh. guess the only concern is, or the ponder point, you know, because he's so useful in lots of different places, is where is he going to go? 
in midfield or defence. I guess that's the um, that's the problem. But we know he'll put a shift in wherever he is, even if you know it might be you know left wing back, and we're thinking we'd like him in the centre of midfield. He'll give it his best anyway. Where do you want him to go? I like him in defence, but I would like to see a bit of. He was sort of excelling in that midfield role, wasn't he? And we'd like to see a little bit more of that. But like you say, it's a it's a long season, and who knows what gaps will open up. We're just playing where he can go. Let's get him up front. You've got a splinter on your backside, uh, Joe, on that response. I hope you're okay. <laughs> All right, let's say midfield then. There you go. That's better. And finally, best player. So I guess I've gone for LS Pod best player, the player that we as a podcast will give player of the year award to. You can also interpret that with the Adver one. That's up to you. I've gone for Lou Reed. I think there's a bit of a travesty that Jack Payne never got it. I've gone for Lou Reed. He's going to be so, so important to us next season, I think. And I'm hoping that will be recognised. Dave, who do you think will be our main man next year? I think you're right. I think it's going to be Lou Reed. We know what, we know how good he is and how important he's going to be to the way that we play and how important he's going to be to our promotion push. So, um, yeah, Lou Reed. And here's hoping. And Joe, finally, who's yours? Oh, Mo Dabre all day long. No, of course I went for <laughs> Louis Reed, didn't I? And he can juggle. Did you see that? Juggling some socks. Very nice uh, handiwork on the socials. How many socks? Three. Proper oh, okay. juggling. Doing the real deal and a few uh, a few tricks. And caught, caught one on the back of his neck as well. Ronaldo style. So lovely to see. Well, let's hope he can do the football thing over 46 games and all the cups as we win every single game and every single cup game this season. There we go. I'm feeling pumped and excited for a new campaign. Dave, are you feeling good? I cannot wait. (laughs) Joe, can you beat that? I'm, I'm very pumped, locked and ready. Lovely. Thank you very much. Let's go. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 